Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome back to the podcast. Today we're going to be talking about DNA tests. Yeah, not not so much like Maury Povich style, but we're talking more like 23andMe, maybe AncestryDNA.com, or even National Geographic got into this game. So we are uh, on to this episode where I thought it'd be fun to ask some colleagues to take a look at their DNA samples because, well, I'll tell you why later. <laughs> but I invited a couple people to come along. And so coming on this episode are two people. One of them is my current student teacher, but soon to be a full-time biology and chemistry teacher in Daly City. And she is named Sarika. Hey, Sarika, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Curtis. <laughs> Thanks. You know, we talked about this in December and <laughs> it was like December 3rd and Sarika's I ordered my kit December 4th <laughs> she ordered it like the day after and I was like oh oh okay I haven't even ordered mine and then it was just kind of a delay and so here we are in May but uh thanks so much for agreeing to come on Sarika oh absolutely all right and also coming along is a co-worker of over 25 years, we've been working together. It is uh, Alan, and Alan started working about the same time as me as the peer resource coordinator, then a social studies teacher, and now currently our librarian. So, hey, welcome to the show, Alan. Hi, Curtis. Glad to be here. I'm glad to have you. So, this is going to be fun. So, we are talking about DNA tests. We sent in our tests, and we got our results back, and full disclosure... <laughs> Two of us have not looked at the results yet, but one of us took a little peek at them. I wonder who that was. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, she needed to, well, well, you had a reason for looking. Yeah, so my dad had, um, actually my dad's mom had hired someone years ago to figure out what they were. And so they hired a private investigator and she had my dad memorize the list of things that he was. And just for fun, I memorized mine or memorized it. So I'm just curious to know like, you know, how accurate it is. And, and there's a lot of them. It's not just like one or two things. Yeah. Yeah. So that's part of the fun of this is for me, if I did it by myself, I think it'd be pretty boring because I know, I know all the way back to both great grandparents on both sides of my family. And I'm pretty sure we're all from China. So <laughs> I don't think the results would be very interesting. So I, I invited some people that have maybe a little more interesting background than I do that we'll talk about in a second. So let's, uh, let's dig into that a little bit. So, um, Actually, let me do this. Uh, so before we look at our results live on the air for some of us, we're going to uh, put on, I'm going to put on my science hat for a minute here and talk a little DNA. We're going to talk a little uh, biotechnology here. So these are companies, you've heard them, right? 23andMe, you've heard Ancestry.com, and then now National Geographic. They're, these are companies that have been around for a little while, and I think most of them are local. I, I know 23andMe is like right down in South San Francisco. But basically what they do is they're in a field called bioinformatics. And bioinformatics is basically the merger of biology and computers. And these companies get a lot of data from a lot of different people and they store it. And then they're able, with a, with a fancy algorithm that is a secret, they're able to compare people's DNAs to all the known samples that they have in their, in their database or their library of genes. And so basically what you do... If you haven't done it already, you take a little, you get it, you, you order the thing online. What was it? $79, something like I got that. It was more than you had said it was. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember I got it on sale because I got it on Christmas. So they had a sale, but I don't remember yeah, how much. Yeah, see, well, 
Alan, we ordered it a week after the sale. I think we should have bought on December 4th. We should have got it on on the early bird deal. But um, so everyone out there, if you want to save a little money, that's a good, you know, Black Friday, I think is a good time to kind of take a look at these things. So we did it with Ancestry DNA. There's 23andMe was a little more expensive. And so I just went with the cheaper of the two. So we went with Ancestry. I've heard, I've heard that Ancestry is a little better for Asian ethnicities. I don't know, but that's one, one thing I've heard. Maybe, maybe that information is old. So anyone who works for 23andMe, come at us and give me the latest information. But that's what I have heard. So I'm not going to try to push one company over another. We just, we just went with price. So we went with the cheapest one. We are teachers. We are teachers, public, <laughs> public servants. We are out there, uh, serving your kids. But, um, yeah. So basically what you do is you get a little envelope, you order it and it comes like in four days. It comes pretty fast once you order it. And it comes with a little test tube and a little like preserving solution or something like that too. I forget what it is, but you basically spit in a tube and it's not real hard. It's pretty painless. You have to spit in the tube and then you mail it off and then they send you updates. They say, Hey, we got your sample. Hey, we're analyzing your sample. And I think, I think the whole thing is about a month. Yeah. They say up to two months, but for us, for me, it was pretty quick. Yeah. So it's pretty exciting. So we've been sitting on the circuit. Was has got these results like four months ago, but we will we will reveal them soon. And so the way it works, as I understand it, is that they just take chunks of DNA. Now, uh, audience out there, I don't know if you know this, but most of us human beings are like over ninety nine percent the same. So if you take any human being on the planet and you looked at our DNA, it would be 99, well, for the, for the genes that code for something, our genes will be 99% the same. Now, there are differences between people, obviously. You know, I'm looking across at Alan with his curly hair and his freckles. And I see Sarika with her straight brown. Well, actually, your hair is a little it's bit. It's a wavy, yeah. <laughs> but I'm looking at, I'm looking at people, uh, at, at, on the street or in, in public and, and they look a lot different than you, right? But actually, genetically, we're very, very similar, but there are little differences. And so what these companies do is find the areas of our chromosome, they call it the genome, right? They find areas of our DNA. Maybe it's chromosome 11. Maybe it's chromosome 21. They look at our different chromosomes and they find areas where there's the most variation. And so they find the areas that will be the most different from one place to another. And they kind of highlight that and they kind of create this database that says, okay, most people from England or Anglo-Saxon background have this genetic marker. Now, it isn't necessarily a gene. It just could be some sort of a, a leftover in our, in our DNA that's been there for thousands of years. And so if you are descended from Anglo-Saxon, you will have that mark. If you're descended from Han Chinese, you'll have this mark. And so they kind of, they created this database. That they can now, just with power of computing, just take your sample and look at those chunks and just line them up. Now, is it 100% accurate? No. But is it, does it give you kind of a snapshot? Yeah, I think it's, I think it is. And so we're going to take a look at that. We'll see if we agree or disagree with the results, but, uh, that's kind of the key that, and, and here's, here's the real secret sauce to all this is they have to have a database of people from all over the world. So, like I said, they have Anglo-Saxons. So, if you can trace your roots back to the Anglo-Saxons, that's gold for them. They want to have someone with, who knows their heritage as much as possible, as little mixing as possible. So, if you're like 10th generation Thai, you know, from Thailand, that's really good for them. They want that. 
But, you know, people move and people blend and people, you know, so that complicates things a little bit. So, you know, someone from Singapore, you know, the Singapore has this history of migrants and, you know, people in and out and in and out. So that would be a lot harder to say you're pure Singaporean, right? Because what is that, you know? So it's more likely going to point to Malaysia or point to China or point to a continent where there's a larger population. So, so that's a little bit of the science and we'll talk about the flaws. Uh, oh, yeah. Question there. Yes. Mr. So how, like, what about like Native American yeah. uh, groups? I, I think we had, I'd asked you about this before, but I yeah. can't remember what you had said about it. The, the data is thin, I think, for Native Americans because there's just not as many people contributing to the database. And would there, like, would you necessarily see um, DNA difference between, like, um, you know, like uh, Navajo? A, um, yeah, like, you know, especially you know, tribes that, or, you know, people that had traditionally shared land in similar areas and that sort of thing. Yeah, no, that's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for them to distinguish. So I think, well, we'll see, right? But I think with Native Americans, they they group it. Okay. So, yeah, and same with, you know, smaller parts of Southeast Asia, like the Hmong people, you know, they it's not really a country. So there's a lot of migrant going on, migrancy going on there. So it's not, it's not great for smaller people groups or or groups that don't have their data you know so the more they get the better so my friend did 23andme and she said she gets like a yearly update as their databases change so as they collect more data and they can say oh here's a marker for navajo people then maybe they're able to to separate it out a little better so yeah well that is that is the rub right it's kind of hard to know what is pure anything anymore mm. you move so much yeah. yeah but if you find you know if you find a tribe that they just stay to themselves like in the middle of south america there's some tribes of people that mm-hmm. that have never that might moved be more. that'd be more pure uh-huh, yeah, but yeah, most of these, most places that are colonized, you know, you're going to have a mix. But uh, I guess what I'm wondering too is like, would there, is there a sort of a genetic difference between like uh, okay. a, a northern, you know, uh, Cheyenne and, uh, you know, a southern or a northern Sioux tribe, you know, like, yeah. you know, something like that? Yeah, you know, it depends on how long uh, they were separated. So if, if you were separated for thousands of years, so like, you know, people in Alaska, Native Alaskans and South Americans have probably been separated for 20,000 years, you know, so they might have more differences, even if they're, they're native, right? They're, but Sioux, Northern Sioux, Southern Sioux, probably they, if they, if they separated, it'd be a couple hundred years. So that's probably not enough to have a lot of differences. Yeah. So they'll probably be pretty similar. All right. Everyone out there liking the science education? This is good, right? <laughs> All right. I love it. I love it. So we, we talk about Asian things, but I'm always happy to talk science on this podcast. So everybody uh, hang tight. We'll get into the results in a second. Uh, one thing that I saw was kind of cool was that I signed up for the, I don't think what it's called, the family tree or something thing. So did I. The one month trial. And my cousin got pinged. Like he got an email that said, hey, someone... Has, has, is really closely related to you, had just done it. And so he emailed me and said, Hey, you showed up on my ancestry thing. So that's cool. So I guess it works, you know, that they found that we are that closely related. Uh, Sarika's Nani, what, what do you find? Um, so it's like I said, I did, um, take a little peek at, at my <laughs> results. And, um, one of the people that, uh, was found to be related to me 
for whatever reason, you know, I was going through the list and this one guy just kind of stuck out to me because he had such a professional looking photo mm. as his profile photo. And I was like, oh, I'm just curious. I'm going to stalk this guy on, uh-huh. on Google. It turns out he's a country artist and he even performed with Luke Bryan. And yeah, so he's from the oh. Robinson side. But yeah, it just it's interesting um, to know. And funny enough, in real life, I don't know any family from my dad's side. Hmm. And um, all the ancestry results Everyone minus one person was from my dad's side. So it's it's weird. In real life, I only know my mom's side. But huh. online, I only know my dad's side. Huh. So this guy probably is pretty close, like within second cousin or something? Um, or? I When I was doing a little bit of research, um, I know that his closest family are the Robinsons. So I just I know it's from my grandfather, but huh. I don't know exactly how yeah, it breaks down. So some kind of a cousin. <laughs> yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. No, I think it's cool because... You know, once you get to this country, a lot of people move out and they don't they don't keep in touch. So you may have relatives that are one or two degrees away that are actually genetically pretty close to you. What? Uh, well, why were you in, like when I asked you guys to sign up? You both sounded kind of interested in finding these results. What What were you hoping to find out? What were you curious about? How about you, Alan? Well, for me, you know, my mom's Japanese and. You know, she, she always, well, she always talked about how her dad would always say that they were 100% Japanese. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, who knows? But, um, and, but on my dad's side, you know, it's African American, but also I know we have a lot of Native American in ancestry and we definitely have a lot of, um, you know, uh, Caucasian or, uh, uh-huh. uh um, Anglo American. And so, you know, I don't, no, um, you know, we had a pretty extensive family on my dad's side, but it's been, we've just grown apart for yeah. so long, you know, we, we really just don't really have any contact with, you know, people outside of my nuclear family, hmm. you know. Do you know percentages approximately, like? For my dad, I mean, not really. I mean, we've got like an account that his grand, his mother wrote, my grandmother you know, going back to the end of slavery and uh, um, uh, where apparently my great-great-great-grandfather was a plantation owner. After the end of the Civil War, he married one of uh, uh, a woman who was uh, who was enslaved prior to that. Uh, they had three children. And so, you know, I knew that uh, we, we know that there's some, you know, intermixing uh-huh. of the blood. And plus, you can just look at some, you know, some of our ancestors <laughs> yeah, and yeah. see, you know, or some of our relatives and see, you know, some were very light skinned, some were very dark skinned. And, uh-huh. um, you know, so it just, um, yeah, I was, I was, I wasn't, I'm still not sure what I'm going to find. Yeah. Because <laughs> I haven't looked. Yeah. And then how about Native American side? Is that grandma or is that grandma? That's on my, um, yeah, on my, but I, I think on my father's side, it's, both on his father and mother's side. Oh, okay. Because they're both out of some of my grandfather's um, African American out of um, Louisville, Kentucky area, and um, my grandmother uh, was African American also, but very she was very uh, light skinned, and she was their families out of Virginia, northern uh, well, kind of central Virginia, um, but they had all like migrated up to um, Philadelphia years ago. So my dad grew up; uh, he was born in, in Harlem, but he grew up in. Uh, Philadelphia, basically. And uh, so, you know, I'd seen a lot of old pictures. I mean, some of these folks I remember from when I was a kid, but, um, 
I, I was, I, 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 you know, yeah, I'm very curious still to see what we're going to yeah. turn up with. I, I wonder, you know, like there's, there's some controversy too with, with Native American folks about, you know, the getting shares of casino revenue and things like that. I wonder if people are using DNA tests to show. Well, I know some of that is about being on official roles and, and stuff land, like that. Yeah. And, and while certainly blood is, is a, a certainly a consideration but yeah i think land is also a consideration and and possibly being a part of the community as well you know are you involved yeah something like that yeah yeah okay yeah and then mom says pure japanese okinawan or or? Uh, from japan from from uh, she's she's from nagoya and uh i think her father's from tokyo area but her mom's from nagoya side um yeah and the, the on the mom's side nagoya i know they go you know they can trace their lineage back pretty far. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, excited. Well, almost there, Alan. Almost there. Right, Sarika, how would you describe your heritage if you just described it to someone? Um. I well, I get it a lot because people will look at me and like, oh, like I'm just so curious. Uh-huh. You know, what are you? And I, I always love to ask, like, oh, what do you think I am? And uh, I definitely have gotten a lot of things. Some people think I'm. Indian. Some people are like, I can't really tell. Some people think I'm Hispanic. It's just, it's all over the yeah, map. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so normally what I tell people is I'm half white and half Indian. That's just kind of like the, the plain Jane, the easiest, <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah. the easiest way. Um, but I always do tell people, I'm like, well, or for the people that ask me, oh, well, when you say white, well, what do you mean? What white? And I was like, I can break it down for you. <laughs> like, you want to know? And uh, yeah, I'll usually list the list. So so what are the main ones? Of, for the, of the white side? Yeah. You ready for the list? Yeah. Okay. So it's Irish, English, Pennsylvanian Dutch, Scottish, Spaniard, and Filipino. Wow. Okay. And so it's kind of hard to know percentages at that point. It's supposed to be in order from most to least, okay. um, which is interesting. Uh, yeah. And um, all I know in actual percentages is that my grandma was a quarter Filipino, but she grew up in the Philippines. Okay. And then she came over. So my dad is supposed to be 12.25, which <laughs> means I'm supposed to be 6.125. Or whatever. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then your your mom, Fijian Indian. Yeah. So my great grandmother um, used to be uh, live in India, and then she was brought over to Fiji as a slave. Okay. And so then, you know, our family generations down, um, just a few generations uh, kind of evolved there in Fiji. And so, yeah, so we're a little bit different. And um, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is going to be exciting. And then my side, basically 100% Southern Chinese, but we will see. All right, are you guys ready for this? Sure. <laughs> let's go to the results here. Let's see. Uh, let's start. We'll go with ladies first. How about that? So, uh, Sarika, why don't you open your results and let us know what you found? Okay. Um, so, my results show that uh, this is from, let me see. This is from greatest to least um, per parent. So, for my mom... It is uh, Southern India is 32%, Northern India 16%, and then Bengal is 2%. So that's okay. that's from her side. Yeah. Um, and then everything else is from my dad. So that's the most is England and Northwestern Europe. I'm not really sure huh. what that is exactly. I'd have to look on a map, but that's 16%. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have 
northern and southern Philippines, they're split, uh-huh. um, but each are 10%, and okay. that's the next most. That's pretty high, yeah. Uh-huh. And then I have Wales, which is 5%, uh-huh. Ireland, which is 5%, which I obviously believe the data, but my sister has freckles, and I don't, <laughs> and I'm a little jealous, so I, well, I'm curious to know if her percentage she is a little higher. A little more, yeah. Um, Sweden and Denmark is 2%. Nigeria is 1%. Really? And Central and Eastern China is 1%. All right. You're a sister. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. That might be for the Philippines. Yeah. Uh, It's for my dad's side. So, yeah. 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 It might be the the Filipino side had a little Chinese mixed in. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Cool. So, it's it's not super far off from what you know. No. I actually was doing a little bit of um, very basic math and uh essentially for my dad's side it is like two-thirds roughly of the white quote-unquote and then one-third is filipino so funny enough there's a lot more filipino yeah you know in me um which is it's kind of cool to know yeah um but it makes sense because if you look at my dad and his siblings they all have the same mother so my grandmother Uh but they all had different dads except they're all white all the dads Uh are white so they're all half or a okay. half white and then half of my grandma. Uh-huh. Every single one except for my dad looks straight Asian, like huh. very, like very Asian features. Yeah. And it's very interesting. We're like, whoa, well, if she's only a quarter and then yeah. you have that, like they came out looking like they were like half at least, at least half, huh. you know, and, and this totally makes sense. Um, yeah. But it's surprising. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, did it did it change anything for you, your perception or anything? Um, honestly, the only big surprise for me was the fact that I was twenty uh, percent or from you yeah. know ten percent northern Philippines and then ten percent southern Philippines. Um, it just makes me so curious as to know how that math became yeah. what it is. You know, because you know if you go by very stereotypical plain Jane math, I should be, what was it? 6.25%. The 20% is a lot more than 6.25. So um, it's uh, very interesting how genetics works. Yeah. And I I think the numbers, if I get this right, the numbers mean that you have, what is it? 20% of your genes match genes in Filipino people. So it doesn't mean that, you know, because I don't, does it even add up to a hundred? I don't even know if it adds. Uh, I think it's pretty close to it. Okay. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that you are, quote unquote, 20% Filipino. It means that you have a good chunk of genes that match genes that are found in other Filipino people. Right. So, you know, and, and like the Chinese, right? So that that gene probably shows up in a lot of Southeast Asia, you mm-hmm. know, people. So it doesn't mean that, like, I think my brother-in-law who, like me, should be 100% Chinese, got a bunch of Burmese genes, hmm. but that doesn't mean he's part Burmese. It just means that... Maybe there's some genes that overlap with the Burmese population, so it's pretty cool. It it it's I don't think you can look at it like like a like a cup that's being filled with different liquids and stuff like that. It's it's a little more nuanced than that, but yeah, that's a big that's a pretty big chunk. I I think um the biggest yeah I, that totally makes sense. I just feel like the biggest aha question I guess is um everything else lines up pretty well. Yeah. So that's the only one that's a little off yeah. in percentage. So I'm just like, oh, that's very yeah. interesting um, to know. 
And then, okay, more science, guys. So when, when you inherit an egg or a sperm, you're not inheriting exactly 50% from your grandma, 50% from your grandpa. You're actually inheriting a mix. So eggs and sperm, when they go through this thing called meiosis to be formed, they shuffle everything. So you could get a lot more from one side of the family than the other. So I guess Sarika got a bunch from Filipino grandma more. And so maybe your sister got more from Irish grandfather. I know with her, her and her little freckles. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of weird how that works, but it's, it's, it's not like you're producing clones, right? Making babies is a mix. So every sibling, even fraternal twins, right? They're born at the exact same time. But different egg, different sperm is always a crapshoot. There's always going to be some variation there, which is good, which is good for our, our species. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Sarika. And we'll move on to Mr. Allen. All right. What'd you get, Allen? Uh, okay. Well, let's see. Let's dun, see. Dun, 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 drum roll, please. Right. Well, Japan. Estimate 50%. <laughs> <laughs> you not. know what? <laughs> It works. <laughs> let's see. I mean, let me let me open it all up here and let's see if I can get a. So I've got well, Japan fifty percent, okay. Nigeria sixteen percent, okay. Wales eight percent. I knew we had like some Welsh. British. Or, well, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Cameroon, Congo, Western Bent, uh, Bantu people six percent. Norway six percent. England, southwestern Europe five percent. Mali four percent. Uh, Ireland, 2%. Senegal, 1%. Ivory Coast, Ghana, 1%. Wow. Ben, uh, Benin uh, and Togo, um, uh, 1%. <laughs> but no Native American. Yeah. Interesting. So, huh. yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I, I, I find that um, very interesting. You know, because, I mean, we even have photographs of, yeah. you know, um, that would be my great-grandmother. Huh. Um, and you know, even like, I mean, you look at my, like early pictures I've seen of my grandmother. I mean, she looks like she could be Native American, Mm. like, you know, so very interesting. Yeah. I'm, um, so there's another thing that says you can view 18,000 plus regions tested. Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to, uh, I'd have to look into, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually very, um, surprised about that. I mean, I have to say it really makes me question because I know like my father and uh, my father did a pretty extensive family history where he went down into the um, record, you know, um, halls of these uh, towns in uh, Virginia um, and got even the like I have photocopies of the records and stuff. And so, yeah, I find that very interesting. I don't know quite what to make of it. So I just pulled up the first thing that popped up and it says there's an article on it. So they they said there's definitely a chance of missed Native American. So okay, so there's a title it says why Indigenous America's region may not appear in your ethnicity estimate, and they give you some reasons. But basically, they said ancestry DNA test surveys over seven hundred thousand locations in your DNA, but there's still a chance that we missed evidence of Indigenous American DNA. This is because you may have inherited genetic markers that ancestry DNA does not use to identify indigenous American ethnicity. Additionally, some Native American communities are underrepresented in genetics research, largely due to distrust in tribal communities because of centuries of extractive and exploitative research practices. So there's just not a lot of data. Well, that makes some sense. When you you read that, it makes me think. So... You know, so we're talking about 1865, 
you know, when, yeah. what I'm pointing, the date I'm pointing to. And, you know, a lot of those uh, Eastern tribes, the Virginia uh, tribes were extreme intermarrying, you know, that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that went on. It could possibly even be that they as a people that the people that she came from no longer exist as a people, you know, only yeah. in bits so and pieces. So they're not going to be giving their DNA. So, right. I mean, so, so that is because definitely all of our native ancestry would be out of that area, you know, which was all, you know, part of the removal. And, you know, so while certainly there were pockets of uh, native pockets that remained, um, and there was quite a bit of intermixing between African-American populations and Native American populations in those areas as well. Um, You know, but yeah, it could very well be um, that, you know, either what's left of those tribes are, are repopulated, uh, you know, or were moved, removed and put out, uh, moved out to, um, you know, Oklahoma area, um, or just no longer, yeah. you know, exist at all. Yeah. So it's tricky. It's tricky. And then maybe they don't like to say, you know, if they just don't have enough information, let's say they only have 50 people from Burma or, or Myanmar, right? They don't want to say, we can say without a doubt you're Myanmar or Burmese because mm-hmm. there's just it's it would be too small of a sample size to be able to compare it. So if they only have a few people left from that tribe, you know, it's just be yeah, it would make inconclusive sense. to not include it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. So but it, it's um well, I'm getting it. So it actually gives me um something different to think about than I would have even hmm. thought that I was going to be. Yeah, it's a real mix, though. A lot of African countries. At least, I think you heard said at least 10 African countries. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and then a bunch of European. Your, your mom was not lying, though. When she, said, <laughs> when she said she's pure Japanese, man, she was not lying. Yeah, I guess. I'll, 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 I'll talk to her tonight. Okay. <laughs> and I think of, of Asian countries, you know, when you're on an island, a lot of times there's not as much mixing, you know. Yeah, you, yeah. and, you know, Japanese are a bit like that. Also, yeah, yeah, you know, very, uh, very uh, nationalistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense on that side. Um, did it break the Japanese down at all by region, or was it just, not at all? Just by country, um, but they do completely assign it to just parent two. Yeah. As as yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So a little bit expected and a little bit unexpected. I think that's probably par for the course. All right. Thanks, Alan. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Yes. Drum roll, please. All right. Let me see. All right. I, I'm not expecting this to be shocking. Uh, okay. Now, where am I? I'm on the homepage. Hello. DNA story. Okay. This is a little, little interesting. Not really, but a little bit. All right. According to my DNA story, they're saying 87% Southern China. All right, not a shocker, but here's something interesting. 8% from Vietnam. But again, you know, people moved around. People moved around. Not, but that is kind of higher than I would think. I thought it'd be kind of maybe a little bit smaller than that. 8% Vietnam. So all my Vietnamese brothers and sisters out there, hey, how you doing? Holler. Uh, Central Chinese, 3%. And then the Dai people, D-A-I, 2%. This located primarily in Myanmar, Laos, and Yunnan, China, two percent. So no, no huge shocks there. The Vietnamese is a little higher than I would expect, but that's cool. Let me see. What what else can you click on here? Is there anything else you can click on? 
What else? have you poked around on the website? Is there anything else cool? Uh, I haven't looked at if I'm related to anyone. Yeah, that's the only other thing is your relatives that they yeah. have DNA matches here. Has, I mean, Barack I just, Obama. No, uh, <laughs> right? We should all be so lucky. Uh, I have 47 fourth cousins or closer, <laughs> and they're all Chans or Chuns. I have a lot of second cousins that pop up. Okay, and then you know them? No, I know one, two, three of them. One from my mom's side, two from my dad's side, but the rest I don't know. Yeah, and then of course my first cousin shows up. We have fourteen percent shared DNA, so that's pretty. That's pretty strong. So it does work. What is a, exactly like a four to four to six? I don't know. <laughs> um, in my family, we do we don't use the American style terms like like it's saying second cousin, and I know one of them. And to me, she's my aunt because she's my mom's cousin. So yes, in American terms, your I think your mom's cousin would be your second cousin. But to us, because it's that like hierarchy, right? It's like you and then your mom. And since it's she's your mom's cousin, they're on the same level. So that's why it's considered an aunt to me rather than a second cousin. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. So so second has a couple of different meanings. Yeah. Your parents' cousin than you, I think, is second. But also your cousin's kids and my kids are second cousins, right? I think so. Yeah. So your cousin's kid. Wait. So my cousin's kids and my kids are second. I, I oh, call I think it, so. I think so. I call that second cousin. See, and for us, we just okay. say regular cousin. So, but yeah, that so, would be. Yeah. So they share a great grandparent. And so oh, third would be share a great, great grandparent. Uh, fourth okay. cousin means you share a great, great, great uh, okay. grandparent. Okay. So it is sort of just pushes the connection back. Yeah. Higher up. Then, You're uh, someone up there. But then so many generations different mm-hmm. okay so yeah so no no shockers here it's kind of hoping for someone famous but oh i well. mean hey i got the guy who who the is guy. a musician and uh, something man he's he's i think he lives in i think it was tennessee it said and, and uh <laughs> he the fact that he performed with um with luke bryan yeah it's really big i love luke luke bryan <laughs> And then one one other thing that they offer is health screening. I think this is one of their more controversial pieces. They've kind of, I feel like they've kind of downplayed this lately. But when it first came out, they were kind of saying, "Hey, we can analyze your DNA and tell you within a percentage your chances of having type two diabetes or Alzheimer's." And I think they backed away a little bit because scientists were kind of like, "I don't know if you can say that," let alone the effects on someone, you know, it's like, okay, so if you have a hundred percent chance of something, of course, that's a big deal. Right. But if you have a 3% chance of Alzheimer's, are you really going to change your lifestyle? And what percentage would you need to have to really make it substantial? You know, I feel like you're kind of opening up for lawsuits and stuff I as think well so. too. Like it seems like some guy spends some- all his savings, you know, cause he has a 50% <laughs> chance of heart disease or something. But I also feel like, you're always going to have those people and it's your it's your choice. It's no one's yeah. forcing this and, yeah. you know, like holding a gun to your head saying, you you know, you need to know like this is your health. Right. Yeah. But it's like your choice to know and it's your choice to make any decisions or not to make decisions based off those results. So I don't I think it's important 
to have that option, but I, I don't think that these people should be suing the company saying, oh, I spent all my money because you told me no. It's yeah. it's clearly stated that it's just an estimate, number one. Number yeah. two, they're not telling you, you know, with any guarantee that you, you're going to get something or you need to make changes. They, they're suggestions, right? Yeah. I think maybe the controversy was kind of like, okay, you're profiting and can you really predict anything? You know, I think people were kind of like, are you... You know, are what are you selling? Are you selling really good information or is it just all of us have 10% chance of something, you know? Yeah. So that was a yeah, little... Yeah. I, I haven't done um, that with this company. I didn't do it either, yeah. My, my dad, I made... I, I don't want to say made, but um, I convinced my dad <laughs> to do one um, for him and uh, his came with the health screening okay. or all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, his is it was pretty close to what he knows. He has a lot of medical problems, but there's some ones that he um, was a little bit um, interested to find out because they were a little bit higher of chances than he thought. But uh, it was all relatively stuff that he knew, yeah. like diabetes and, um, and uh, something with eyesight um, degeneration. But it was just, yeah, it's interesting. And... Uh, I, I, I genuinely want to do that for myself. Yeah. Some people want to know. Some people don't want to know. So I, th- I agree with you, though. It's your choice. Take it with a grain of salt. It's not, you know, this is not a crystal ball. It is a statistics game, right? They're kind of doing some math and they're saying, hey, people who have this genetic marker tend to have, you know, it's not 100% slam dunk. But yeah, so I, I didn't do it either. And I don't know if I want to. But maybe as the data gets better, maybe, you know, maybe the data is getting better every day. That's the thing about these databases is the more data, more better. Right. So they're working on it. They're working on it. Would you would you recommend this service to to other people? What do you think? Not this brand, per se, but this idea. I I would. I mean, um, if you if if you want to know something a little more, I mean, I do agree that you need to, you know, take the results as a grain of salt. But, you know, I don't think that they're just like complete fabrications you know i think yeah. that uh, um you know maybe the one percent stuff i don't really know what that how, how exactly, does that really affect you <laughs> yeah means or whatever yeah but um yeah. but I, I would yes i would i think so I, especially especially for folks that are, are mixed heritage mixed race you know i think especially if it's more than just 50 percent, you know it's kind yeah. of interesting to, to narrow it down a little more just as a talking point you know it's not like like Sarik is going to go to the Philippines and look for long lost relatives or anything <laughs> yeah. like that, but it's kind of cool. Um, I think for me, it goes. It's it's a personal choice. I think if you want to know, um, then I think it's a great resource, right, to get started. Um, the one big thing that kind of popped into my head was if you are adopted, mm, yeah. and you know, um, if if you're adopted or if, you know, like in, in potentially my future case, like if you use a donor, right? right? And it's like you biologically have half siblings and is that going to change how you feel about yourself? Or, uh-huh. you know, that's the only that's the only thing, the rough area where it's like, do I recommend it to those people? I, I don't know because um, I don't know how they would react. But I think it's a great resource, like I said. But, you know, I would just be careful in yeah. terms of situations like that. But for the average uh, person, yeah, I think it's a great thing to. It's fun. Yeah, no, I think it'd be a fun gift to give to someone. You know, it's not super expensive, but it's maybe something they wouldn't buy for themselves. Yeah. I mean, I did have some 
reservations maybe about the whole DNA thing. I mean, yeah. I don't know why. I mean, they're not necessarily founded in anything, but just yeah. kind of like uh, someone else has well, your DNA. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like not founded in any like you know concerns that necessarily that I have, but it does cross my mind a little bit, like what you know, in the future, who yeah. knows what's going. That, yeah. That's how my dad felt. Like he's very, you know, you don't need to know my information, and mm-hmm. and very like that. And so I was surprised when I got. The, the I got this actually as a gift for him for Christmas and he had no hesitation I was like I can return it it's fine he's uh-huh. like no you know what this is for you this is what yeah. you want so he did it but he's also that type and it's true like you know I have a lot of health issues too and it's like now that it's in the database am I going to have a harder time getting life insurance or right. higher rates of stuff and right. I think there needs to be a line where it's like you know we can we have access to it but it's not used against us yeah yeah you would hope didn't they catch that the zodiac which killer did they catch i got one of these serial killers yeah and he laid low for all these decades and then one of his relatives did one of these tests oh is that right yeah yeah they found him and they got (laughs) so i don't know man so all my relatives out there don't commit any heinous (laughs) crimes my dna is in the system I tell my daughters not to commit any crimes. <laughs> this DNA is in the system. But yeah, I think if you do it for fun, and hopefully, I didn't read the fine print, but hopefully the fine print is there to protect us a little bit. But uh, yeah, everyone knows where you can get these services. I, I, I think it's fun. I, you know, I don't know, 8% Vietnamese. Maybe I'll go get some pho tonight, you know, hang out with the, with the family. Maybe you take a trip there someday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be very cool. Very cool. Oh, hey, so we usually end our episode, this is not kind of a typical episode, but we end our episode by asking our guests to choose an infatuation because we are the Infatuation Podcast. An infatuation is anyone in the Asian community that you look up to or that you admire and you may know them, you may not know them. They may be alive, they may be deceased. So can you think of an infatuation? All right, let me give you a second to think about it. All right, Alan, you got an infatuation? I got to go with mom. Yeah. I mean, you know, (laughs) she gives me a lot of wisdom. And, uh, you know, she's pushing 90 and she's still got it. Yeah. uh, And, you know, every chance I get, I just try to get what I can from her, you know. I mean, just every chance I get, really, you know, because when she goes, there's – it's amazing what she remembers of like our family, like on, on my dad's side and, and her, you know, like, uh-huh. and it, it's amazing really. Sometimes I'm like, God, how do you remember that? Oh my God. Like, it's, you know, it's that Japanese diet, man. Uh, yeah, maybe memories, it is. Yeah. 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 I got to thank her for that too. I, yeah, yeah. I, I try and stay on that uh, a bit as well. Yeah. yeah. And, and aren't Japanese women the longest living group of people? I think Japanese in general yeah. have, uh, I think as a country, one of the longest lifespans. Yeah. yeah I hope it. Uh, so 90 is like middle age. <laughs> she's she's going to be 10 years. Yes. <laughs> no, she's good for a while, I think. No, that's cool. Yeah. I hope so. All right, man. How about you, Sarah? You got an infatuation? Um. Well, I have a, a follow-up question because I actually would like to know the answer. Do you consider Indian descent Asian? I do. Yeah, I, I do. I mean, I think we're going with continent, right? So <laughs> anyone yeah. on the continent, some continent in the Pacific Ocean over there, we're going we're going that whole half of the world. So, okay. Yeah. Well, um, 
So I would say that if you consider um, Indian descent Asian, then I would say my grandma's sister, actually. Uh, So my great aunt. Um, And that's because she was the first one to come over from Fiji. And so that's a huge step. And then, you know, just that whole process of like waiting, right, until you're allowed to come. And then when she came, um, you know, being the sponsor for my my grandma, right, and doing all that, and they scraped together money and had to endure a lot of racism, right, during that time um, when they came, and then uh, she actually became paralyzed. She fell off of a uh, two, two or four story building. Oh wow! And I want to say four because she, they said that she shouldn't have survived, but she was paralyzed for the rest of her life. But she still had to take care of her kids and you know like her her siblings kids and she did everything in a wheelchair my mom tells me these stories of how they lived in the projects and uh you know they would literally have to help her carry her wheelchair up the stairs right because they don't back then they didn't have ada um stuff but yeah she she did a lot and i think she um set the ground so she's my person yeah no awesome and uh, yeah, I don't know. The, I mean, the definition is fuzzy, but I think we go East Asian and South Asian, Central Asian. I don't know. It's a big continent. I, I actually reached out to a woman. She's in northern Russia from what they call the coldest village on earth. It's Yakutia. And they all speak Russian, but they all have their own di- uh, Saha dialect as well. And they look straight up Chinese. <laughs> You really? Know, you look at them, wow. but yeah, they're so ethnically yeah. Russian, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've known Russian. some people like that, like yeah. Kazakhstan and various places. Yeah, Central Asia. Yeah. So I don't know, man. We are we are all all embracing to anyone who considers themselves. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know uh, the official definition, but I think anyone from that region I consider Asian. <laughs> and then it's kind of crazy to think back at what you started with how we're all 99 point or more than 99.9 percent right identical genetically yeah so i mean we're all humans (laughs) yeah then just where do your ancestors come from it gets a little fuzzy but you know what (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna include that so cool thank you for for coming thank you for answering thank you for doing this test with me um, everyone out there, you can write to us and let us know your results. You can write to us in Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you're interested in doing this, go ahead. I, I wish I was sponsored by one of these companies. I'd give you a discount, but I have no connection with any of these companies. We are not sponsored, but you can go check out these companies. You know who they are. And so you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook at The Infatuation Podcast. And we'll put all these details in the show notes. You can follow us wherever you get your podcasts. You can always give us a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Oh, and uh, just a heads up, you might hear some funny noises on this podcast. We had a fire alarm go off in the middle of this podcast and the bell rang. So you might have hear, you might have heard kids in the courtyard or a custodian coming in to empty the trash, but it's all good. So anyway, on behalf of Alan, Sarika, and myself, we hope that you are all happy, healthy, and safe out there. Until we talk to you again, bye, everyone. Bye. bye.